הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים המיתים שדברנו לכל הצדיקים המיתים שאוכלי עפה הקדוש משבארץ המה. ובפחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן הווה מכוחו. מה רבנו נחן פגם את שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So today, with the help of Hashem Yitbarach, we will do three simanim in Sichot Aran, where we started when we left off. Siman Chavzayin, lesson 27. Now Rabbanu is going to teach us an awesome piece of advice in this Siman about doing what you need to do and not panicking when it comes to serving Hashem Yitbarach. Something very practical that we all need to, to uh, learn from. Rabbanu prefaces by what he's about to say with this. Even though a person needs to be very hasty and quick in serving Hashem Yitbarach, when it comes to serving Hashem Yitbarach, you, you cannot be sluggish. You have to be mamash bizrizut. It has to be done with uh, quickness, with enthusiasm. To encourage yourself, to make yourself enthusiastic at all times, at any single given moment, to do a lot to serve Hashem Bach. Because the main thing is action. To study a lot. To do many positive commandments. To pray and to plead very much before Hashem. To pour out your heart before Hashem Bach. And the likes of what we just mentioned. To do all these other acts of service. Other different things that have to do with serving Hashem. So Rabbeinu says, even though a person needs to be very hasty with regard to this. Nonetheless, do not be shocked. Do not panic. Do not be taken aback. When you begin to open up many of the holy books and you begin to see all these sorts of acts of divine service that are very lofty. When you begin to see how much you really have to do. When you begin to open up a shulchan aruch and you see how many halachot you have to begin keeping. Rabbanu says, do not, be pan- do not panic at this. Do not be scared when you are confronted with all these things that you should be, that you, uh, that you want to do. Al tibahel mipneze. Do not be uh, confused or panic because of this lemo that you should say to yourself, Do not tell yourself, when will I be able to fulfill even just one of these subjects that I'm reading? All the more so, everything that's mentioned in this book. Rabban was saying, do not be taken aback by this. Do not be confused by this. This is normal. Because a person shouldn't be panicking. To the point where he feels the need to grab onto everything in one shot. Rabbanu tells us the piece of advice that we need to engage in. That we need to live by. Go with pleasantness. In measure. Measure yourself properly. Little by little. Rabbanu's last words before he passed away. Many people say it's this or that. Rabbanu's last words were two words. The last words he ever, he ever said in this world. And you know what it was? When people were carrying him, when Rabbanu asked to be, moved, uh, to be moved from one part in the room to the next part, to be, lying down, to, to be laid down on the bed, um, Rabbanu knew he was dying. He told the students, pick me up and uh, take me to this part of the room on, on, this, on this bed. And as the students were lifting him up, 
Rabenu's last words he said that day, as he said before he passed away, were le'at le'at. Little by little. Slowly, slowly. Le'at le'at. Slowly, slowly. This is something that we cannot put more emphasis on. So important that when you begin to serve Hashem Bach, do not um, confuse yourself. Do not discourage yourself by thinking how much you have to do. Little by little is the key. That you shouldn't be confused, that you shouldn't be um, um, confounded when you want to fulfill everything and to snatch everything in one shot. And because of this, the fact that you want to do everything at once, you're confused entirely, you do not end up with anything at all. Rabbeinu gives us a parable. When a person finds his, God forbid, a person finds a house burning, right? That because a person is uh, confused, he grabs whatever he doesn't need. He sees his house burning. He runs into the house to grab whatever belongings he, he, he wants to get out. But because of the confusion, he didn't grab what's really important. A person needs to engage in this, conduct himself slowly, with pleasantness, measure, in measure, little by little. That's the key. And when you do this in pleasantness, you'll be able to grab onto whatever you need to um, at the moment you need to, at the amount you need to. And if it comes to the point when a person isn't able to do anything at all in serving Hashem, Rabbeinu says literally nothing at all. What can you do? As it's brought down in the, in the Gemara, Baba Kama, Daf Amudbet, page 25b. This is a principle everybody should memorize. God exempts the one who's under duress. When the person who's in an unavoidable circumstance, it's very difficult for him to do it, God exempts him. So we see here that, for example, let's say a person is, uh, uh, what do you call it, doesn't have his tefillin on him. He ends up staying the night somewhere, something ended up happening somewhere. He was doing biku cholim, and he ends up staying the night at, uh, what do you call it, at, uh, at the hospital visiting someone, visiting a sick person. He didn't have tefillin. He thought he would be there for an hour, but he ended up staying there 10 hours. And it comes the morning time for Shema. He didn't have tefillin. Okay, ones rachman God exempts him from, the, from putting on tefillin during the time of Shema. That he should have, that God exempts him from putting on tefillin the proper time. That what, whenever he's going to go back at his house later at, uh, in the afternoon, he's going to be, uh, what do you call it? He's going to put them on later, out of the proper time of putting on tefillin. But what? Um... God exempts the one under the rest. That's just a small example. Or for example, a person was occupied helping someone during the time when he, he should have been doing Shema, you know? And he missed the time for Shema because he was helping someone. It was a very important deed. He was helping bury someone, God forbid. You know, something like this. That uh, God exempts the one under the rest. In those circumstances, when a person's under the rest, he's in an, a circumstance that he can't avoid. Um, God exempts him. So Rabbeinu is saying, let's say you want to serve Hashem, but you can't, you can't, for some reason you can't. What can you do? God exempts the person who is under duress. But a person who is under duress should never stop yearning and trying to 
to long for Hashem to desire Hashem constantly, even when you're under duress. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't stop longing to do the mitzvah. It shouldn't mean that you shouldn't stop longing to serve Hashem. Because the yearning and the desires in itself are something very lofty. And this is something we have to ingrain in our minds every single day. Even if we're not able to accomplish the act we want to accomplish, it, does never, it never means that we should give us a, ourselves the excuse that we shouldn't want to do it. That we shouldn't continue uh, wanting and longing to accomplish the act, even though we might not be able to. The longing in itself is something very lofty that enables us to actually bring ourselves to actually complete the act. As Rabbeinu teaches us in Likut Moran. A lesson that everybody has to study, lesson 66 of the Kitab Very important uh, Torah about the Inyan of Ratzon. God wants the heart. God desires the heart. That's the main thing. Hashem wants what's in a person's heart, what a person's intentions are. The main thing is to long for Hashem. Rabbi Natan says that with regard to this subject, there are many conversations and stories, beautiful stories that we heard from Rabbeinu's mouth. They're very good and very beautiful pieces of advice to accustom oneself in serving Hashem. But it's impossible to describe these words in writing very well. But the one who's intelligent, the one who desires the truth will understand a little bit of this. That's with regard to Siman uh, Chavzayin of Sichot a very important piece in Sichot that we all have to uh, memorize. Something very important that when things get tough, when things are impossible for us to do to serve Hashem Ibach, be happy with the little bit that you do and just long for Hashem Ibach, long to be able to accomplish more. But do not be confused when you cannot do everything in one shot, when you cannot keep the halakha to the 100%. Hashem understands. Hashem doesn't uh, govern his people with tyranny. Hashem lo ba'ala He didn't come with tyranny. So the main thing is to be simple. To want to do the best you can. Hashem is, uh, the main thing is to not fake it. To want, not to pretend, to really want. After that, you can only do so much. Siman chavchet. It's fitting for a person, and we discussed this in another podcast, I think two podcasts ago, with regard to the idea of forgetting. No, uh, not this podcast, my bad, last podcast. In Siman Chava, we discussed this idea, I mentioned it, but it comes from this place. That it's fitting for a person that he should go through and walk through in this world, while he's still alive in this world, he should pass through all the holy books to study all of them so that he should be in every single place. And what that means, we're going to explain right now. Like we find with many great noblemen that they go through and they travel through many different countries and they spend lots of money on this, on their expenditures. They travel and they do lots of traveling. So that afterward, when they get back from their visits and from their traveling, they can take them, they can boast and they can take pride in themselves and say to everyone that they were in all these countries. As it is the way, as it's customary for many noblemen and very many 
high-ranking officials to uh, boast in the fact and to say that they were in Warsaw or they were in other countries. Kemochen, so too. Similarly, it is fitting for a person in this world to traverse all the holy places of the Torah. So that he could take pride and boast in the world to come. That he went through every single place, that he traveled every single place. What that means is that he went through this book and that book and that sefer. In the world to come, the main pride that's going to take place over there is the fact of how much a person engaged in this world in Avodat Hashem. And what is that? That means how many sefarim a person studied. Which books a person studied. How many books did he study. And all those things which a person did in this world is going to be an awesome pride in the world to come. Meaning a person is going to take great pride in all the holy books that he entered in this world. And in the future, in the world to come. They gave him the merit to remember everything that he studied in this world. As we discussed in Asiman Chavav, that even if you forget, no matter what, Hashem gives you the merit as long as you studied it to remember and to understand everything of that book that you studied or that which you studied um, in the world to come. And this is something very important that even though we do not understand what we're reading, the main thing is to have faith, to continue reading, to continue studying no matter what because the fact that we're studying in itself is a very great thing and the reward is immense. We have no idea how much. Rabbeinu teaches us that yes, the reward is an alternative motive. But nonetheless, of course, we have to engage with the reward and punishment. This is the way our service starts. Bizarat Hashem, we get to the place that the Torah in itself shows us its love. As Rabbeinu teaches us, that when a person gets to the level of really seeing the beauty of the Torah, that the Torah really opens itself up to a person and bestows its love upon a person, you won't even want the reward of the world to come. All you want is to study the Torah because the Torah is so beautiful in itself. Bizarat Hashem, may we merit that. And to truly attain that in this world. The last siman for today, siman chavtet, lesson 29. With regard to studying the poskim, the codes of uh, Jewish law, halacha, better known as halacha, he's here me'od me'od be'otel mikol alimudim. Rabbeinu warned us very much to study poskim halacha more than all the other books. And this is something that we all have to know today. The truth is, in many yeshivot, the main thing has become Gemara and it's become Pilpul and studying Gemara, the, the gymnastics of going back and forth with regard to this sort of study. Rabenu, yes, he said that's important, but it's not the most important. The most important thing Rabenu put all the emphasis on was Halakha. This is something that people have to understand about Rabbeinu. People like to make up things about Rabbeinu, say that uh, it's not important, halakha is not important. Look, you see it here right now. That Rabbeinu himself warned all his students to study halakha more than all the other books. Rabbeinu warned us about studying halakha more than all the other studies, about all the other sfarim. Halakha is the most important. And we're going to see specifically what? Rabbanu said it's fitting for a person to study all the four sections of Shulchan Aruch, every single one of them, from the beginning until the end in its order. To study all the four section, sections of Shulchan Aruch, to study it, to finish it, to go back to the beginning, to restart it. We're going to see. 
Rabbeinu said this is the main thing. Study Shulchan Aruch. If a person is able to study all the four sections of Shulchan Aruch with all the commentaries, all the greater commentaries, how big is this? How good is this? If you're able to study the Magan Avraham, the Taz, everything, the Be'er whatever it might be. If you're able to study all the great commentaries on the Shulchan Aruch, how good can this be? It's awesome. And if not, nonetheless, if you're not able to study the bigger commentaries, you should nonetheless, at the very least, study all the four seconds of Shulchan Aruch with the shorter commentaries. And studying Shulchan Aruch and Halakha is a very great rectification. A very, very big tikkun. Because through sins, when a person commits a sin, God forbid, he mixes up and he confounds the good with the evil. He puts them together in the same thing and they become mixed up together to the point where evil is undistinguishable. You cannot distinguish it from, uh, from a good. It becomes very difficult to understand where the good is from the evil. The reason why people lack so much clarity today is because they don't understand what is good from bad. And the main reason is because they do not study Allah. Sinning essentially mixes up the good from the bad. When you commit a sin, God forbid, essentially you're, you're, you're um, breaking the boundaries from good and evil. And you're mixing them up together so that they become impossible to understand and distinguish from one another. But through studying the, the poskim, the codes of law of Shulchan of, of, of Halakha, of Torah, Shulchan Aruch, you're refining the pure, the kashar, the upright from that which is pasul, that which is uh, not okay. The mutar, that which is permissible, from the prohibited. From the pure, the pure from the impure. That's what you do when you study Allah. You separate these things. When you do this, you essentially purify and you separate the good from the evil. As it's brought down in the Ikute Moran lesson 8, uh, I saw a golden menorah. In other lesson, lesson 62, section 2, discusses the awesome level of a person who studies um, the awesome level of studying halakha. Uh, this is something very important that we all have to emphasize. Studying halakha every single day. And look at Rabbeinu emphasizing this right now. Ve'amar, and Rabbeinu stated, She'kol ish Yisrael, ish Yisraeli, sorry. Every single Jew, every single Jewish man, Me'choyav l'ilmod b'chol yom v'yom poskim v'lo yavor, is obligated to study every single day Halakha, and he cannot pass this. He cannot uh, transgress this. He cannot, uh, what do you call it? He cannot ignore this. The Afim Huanus, even though he is uh, under duress, there's no way he can study. Rabbeinu says, no matter what, you have to study at least any single law on the Shulchan Aruch, no matter which place it is, no matter which book it is, even though it's not in the common set or the common, uh, uh, what do you call it, organized study that you're in. Let's say you're, you're going every single day throughout Shulchan Aruch and now you're, you're in Hilchot uh, Tfilin, in Orach uh, Even though that's your normal study, that you're going in order in that fashion, 
if you can't study Hilchot Filin that day, if you cannot go in according to your common uh, time to study, let's say you studied Shulchan for 10 minutes, today you, you were under duress, you were at work, you couldn't do anything. No matter what, before you go to bed, you have to study any single law from the Shulchan Aruch. Even if you open up Choshen Mishpat, laws of, uh, of business, and you open up one law and you read one law, the main thing is to study at least one law of Shulchan Aruch every single day. That's the least. At the very, very least. But the main thing is to study every single day a seder of Shulchan Aruch, an organized study of Shulchan Aruch, and to go in order. Because a person needs to study any single deen, any single judgment in Shulchan Aruch, any single law in Shulchan Aruch, every single day, all the days of his life. And when a person isn't under duress, a person should study in the organized way that he studies. In a proper fashion. He should study all the four sections of Shulchan Aruch. Each and every, um, uh, what do you call it? Day you should study this. Yom biyomo, day by day. You should study as much each and every day as you possibly can, going in order. When you finish and you complete all the four sections of Shulchan Aruch, you go back and you restart to study them from the beginning in the same way that you did it beforehand. In an organized and in order. In organized fashion, in order. So too you shall conduct yourself all the days of your life doing this. This is something so precious that we all have to live by. The study of halakha, so important. May we have the merit to, uh, to do this, to fulfill this directive of Rabbeinu. To study halakha every single day and uh, to do this kesed That's it for today. God willing, in next podcast, we start with uh, Siman Lamed Vizrat Hashem.